Hello there. Happy New Year. Oh, you beat me to it. It's mine. I get it. I get to say Happy New Year. <gasps> Yay, it's 2022. Feels the same. Feels the same. Definitely feels the same. <laughs> now with snowstorm. Yeah, we are finally getting a decent amount of sh- snow in Chicago. It's definitely sticking this time. It's it's really coming down now. Yeah, this will be puppy's first snow. Oh, See yeah. Cute. Yeah, you guys. Alice um, texted me yesterday or the day before warning me that there was a snowstorm coming. She's like, did you stock up on stuff? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what you get for having COVID and not uh, looking at the weather, Laura. You get to not stock up on anything. So it's going to be a lot of pasta. That's what's going to yeah. be on the menu, I think, for the next couple of days at least until... We can go grocery shop again when I'm when I can come out of quarantine. Yeah, y'all. Laura got COVID this time. Yeah, it happened finally. And Alice may have gotten COVID too, but not sure yet. Might have gotten COVID a second time. I got a negative rapid test. All right, well, that's on something. PCR. That's something. Because my when I got COVID, when I got my test done like four or five days ago, my rapid test came back positive and they're like we're not even gonna bother with the pcr and i was oh, like yeah. fair enough <laughs> yeah rapid they're not likely to have false positives yeah yeah so oh well but i feel fine i'm on the mend i've got a little bit of congestion still my throat's like really dry still but for the most part i'm you know up and at them and All right. feeling a lot better not quite as tired today as i have been so i've been sitting upright a lot which has helped that that's something yeah holler vaccination and boosters mm-hmm <laughs> exactly yeah i'm like every sinus infection i've ever had lasts for like weeks and this has been like five days and i'm like pretty much done so yeah i'll take it yes yeah nice yep yeah it's weird to be back in chicago let me tell you yeah i bet did you uh i'm sure you missed the snow and the cold because you like cold so i do like cold and there it was very hot like 80 degrees some days some nights it got cold like 40 Ate a lot of gumbo. I ate gumbo almost every day. Fuck yeah. Almost every day. It was delicious. I went on walks with my dad around the block with the dogs multiple times a day um, at all hours of the day and night, and it was fine. And I got to drive car, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. And we went on a boat ride around the bayou and a car ride around town to look at everything. Did you see any gators on the bayou? No, no gators. <sighs> What was the point? I saw some floating trash cans, though. Oh, that's something. Yeah, I think they probably fell in from one of the hurricanes and just sit around until they get blown somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. I just sit around until I get blown somewhere. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. (laughs) Yay. Well, that's fun. Did you do like a gumbo crawl and like go to different places or did you like make it and stay in? I didn't go anywhere there. Yo, it's like less than 40% vaccinated. Oh, yeah, that's that's good call. That's good. No, I stayed in. We got this frozen kind from Walmart. It's so good. It's like a local brand that, you know, they're a distributor um, for the stores. And I'm just like, ah, oh, single serving gumbo. Thank you. Yes, please. Right on. And then I said, in the words of Nellie, if the head right Nellie there, every night. It's going to be the new catchphrase of this show, I think. I'm going to say it 10 times. <laughs> 
you know what I'm not going to say 10 times? What's that? But this is Force Toast, a Star Wars happy hour. Nellie's getting more like play in this than the name of our actual show. But that's okay because it's January. Our show 1st. is more memorable. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, it, it's that, and that's fine because it's January first. You're listening to episode seventy-one of Force Toast, and I am Laura. I'm Alice. Holler! All right, woo! Twenty twenty-two. That was a rhyme, mm-hmm. and I didn't mean to. I should be a rapper. There it is. There it is. You just found your calling. <laughs> Good God! Let's okay, wrap it up. Sorry. Get out of here. Alice has got to go rap, guys. I'm Getty. I'm Getty. I should be a rapper. I should be a comedian. I should be a audiobook narrator. Mm-hmm. There's so many life things that I need to do. Got all the things. Um, okay. Happy hour. What we drank in? I had to take migraine medication this morning, and the box says, or all of the stuff says that I shouldn't do alcohol or weed with it because it would be bad. And I'm not sure if that means like bad in a good way, like when you take a muscle relaxer. So I just have tea, unfortunately, today. Okay. Still That's bouncing fair. back. I really wanted to go get a mimosa. And mm. cheers because it's the new year and that would be appropriate. And because I couldn't go out last night, somebody, my sister brought me like little bottles of champagne, but I'm Aww. like, dude, I'm sick. I like can't, I can't drink it now. Oh, that's nice. What's your mug say? It says, um, celebrate, remember, fight back. It's a Relay for Life mug. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Good times. I have a can of Underwood uh, The Bubbles. Very nice. I got it last night and I didn't crack it open because I had Coors Light. Now, I was going to ask you, do you have any, like, New Year's traditions, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day? Because I know, like, your th- whole Thanksgiving thing is to, like, bake or something, right? Do you have any New Year's Yeah, stuff? I don't do anything special, do you? Um, No, I mean, I normally go out, and normally I would be out at, like, a fun dinner or something. The plan this year f- with my friends was, like, not to do, like, the whole midnight, ring in the midnight thing. We were just going to, like, go out to dinner to, like, a nice mm-hmm. restaurant. Then we waited too long to book anything. And then I got COVID, so I had to cancel it. Um, and my sister and a couple of our friends went out last night and had a good time. Yeah. So I had the place to myself. I just laid around and watched Law and & Order and prepared for recording this today. And it was a nice, quiet New Year's. I think I was nice. probably asleep by 10. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't up very late. I'm just still acclimating to being here and having to do things for myself. That sounds really bad, but dad does everything for me when I go home. Yeah. So I don't have to do anything. Like, And you have a car here now. Yeah. What's that like? Old, so Old Blue is her name, and she's my um, high school car from 25 years ago. Oh, my God. And <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How fucking old are we? Has it been 25 years since Well, the car's 25 years old. Oh, okay. Got we it. Didn't get it. I didn't get it new <laughs> yeah. um, in high school, but... um. Yeah, Old Blue's killing it. She's sitting out in like a parking garage because I don't want to expose her to the elements or salt or anything um, because I need her to be roadworthy enough to drive back to Louisiana in a few months. And yeah, it was great. I had the best like driving up here. It took fucking forever, but it was so much fun because of my playlist that I shared with you. Yeah. Do you think that you'll take the same route again? Because the when you told me that you traveled through Missouri, I was like, ew. Yeah, you're only in Missouri for like an hour. Okay. Yeah. Still gross. Yeah, you're in like Arkansas an hour, Missouri an hour, and then it's mostly Mississippi, Illinois, and Louisiana. Oh, okay. You're in Tennessee for a little bit. So it's it's a, a really easy driving route. And the hotel I stayed at, the Drury Inn, was amazing. That's surprising because I thought that those were like garbage hotels. Aren't they like motels? I thought so too. 
but it's fucking awesome. A, they law dogs must have for me traveling with the dogs. B, there's free breakfast and free dinner every night, and you get drink ticket for three free alcoholic beverages every night with the free dinner. Three? Holy shit. Yeah, and they have you can get like margarita, wine, vodka drink, beer. You can get anything. Okay, first of all, the whole dog thing, I swear to God, every time I've booked a vacation to go anywhere in the last like two years, I've tried to look for hotels that don't allow animals because I just don't want to think about a dog having slept in the bed that I'm sleeping in because that's gross. It's gross enough knowing that other humans slept in it. And I have not found a single hotel in so long. Even like really nice hotels, like four or five star hotels, they all allow dogs now. It's like a whole thing. I found a several who like several that didn't when I was calling around. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the Drurian, I was just like, holy shit, it's cheap. It's super clean. The rooms are huge. There's like, I didn't use the pool or the gym or business center, obviously, but that was all there nice and clean. And the food was delicious. So for nice. dinner, there was a nacho bar, a salad bar, a hot dog bar. And then there was pulled pork with many slider buns and steamed vegetables and baked potatoes. Yum. And for breakfast, there was scrambled eggs and gravy and biscuits and sausage patties and uh, something else. I can't remember. But it was all fucking delicious. And it was all free. That's elaborate. And I I think it's like Missouri. I'm pretty sure like COVID's just not a thing there. So they're just like, fuck it, whatever. Like was anybody wearing masks anywhere? I'm guessing now. Uh, here and there, actually. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of, I was surprised. I mean, most people weren't, but I just like got a plate and went back out to my room. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool. So it was a good little road trip. Took me a while. It was weird because I hadn't really driven a car regularly since 2015. Yeah. Since early 2015. But yeah, it was good. I'm, I'm like a road warrior. I'm really good at road trips. Road trips aren't my jam. I rent a car though every now and then like to go grocery shop and shit. Like you've never done like the hour car rentals and stuff here? Uh, I don't know anything about this. No. Oh, okay. The, the company I use is called Zipcar, but I think there's a couple different ones where you can like rent a car by the hour or you can rent oh. it by the day, but... You pay like a one-time, you know, application membership fee type of thing. Huh. And it's... Yeah, I didn't know Zipcar was still around. I had a membership to it a long time ago and never used it. I know. I got rid of mine too, but then the pandemic hit and so I got it back and they like sent an email recently where they were just like, we're adding more cars to your area. And I was like, thank fucking God, because they like run out really quickly in this in this hood over here. So yeah, yeah. it's an, it's nice. It's a good deal. Car's I, hot commodity. Yeah, I don't care for car ownership for me as a person so i'm it, it's all good for everybody else but it's it, it's not my jam so i'm happy to just rent them and give them back fair enough mm-hmm. that's exciting yeah it is okay so next up that was a very long happy hour <laughs> it was that yeah. was a full-on happy hour conversation it I really was it. yeah now we're very happy let's do it Woo! all right housekeeping laura i got some stuff so we did a uh, review of book of boba fett over on john roca's youtube channel uh, i joined the geek buddies for that yesterday and then john dropped it i think yesterday evening on new year's eve of all days so if you are uh sitting around and still recovering from your New Year's by Tuesday and you want something to check out, uh, I'll try not to repeat too much when Alice and I talk about Book of Boba Fett later in this episode, uh, but John and Shannon McClung and Michael Vogel and I sat down and talked about the first episode that dropped of Book of Boba Fett on Wednesday, December 29th, which is very exciting, and we'll get to that. Uh, and then I'm going to talk with Starlight, Tr- Starlight Beacon Transmissions about the High Republic on Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. 
that this episode will be out by the time you hear this, but we're we're just going to talk about the High Republic in general. So I will post a link to that on my Twitter uh, page if you guys want to come find that. Nice. Yeah, it should be fun. Okay. Uh, caravan of collection. I don't think we have any. No, I don't think so either. We've been keeping it pretty brief, which is nice. And so there's not a lot of room for error. I mean, there is. Like, we can definitely still fuck up, but we haven't. So there. Yeah. Truth. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right. On to uh, the news. Oh, man, you guys. It was slim pickings, though, man. There was, There has not been a lot that has happened in the last two weeks, like, at all. <laughs> It's because everyone's busy Christmassy time. Yeah, which is fair. You know, we were all busy Christmassy doing stuff too, so it's all good. Yeah. We're fine if everybody wants to take a break. But it doesn't give us much to talk about today, so we're scraping the bottom of the barrel for a couple of news things. I did want to acknowledge this because there was some news in Kenobi Watch. No, no trailer yet, though, Still, so. Not surprised. Mm-hmm. All right, so there is a new actress that we are... Well, I'm sure she hasn't just been cast because they're done filming. Yeah. But we just found out that uh, that she's been cast in a, what sounds like a pretty small role. She, uh, the actress's name is Maya Erskine. Erskine? I don't know. Um, but she was talking to the Just for Variety podcast with Mark Malkin. It's their December 21st episode. And so she gave some insight into like what it was like being on set of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. She's known for her role mostly on Pen15, if anybody's watched that on Netflix. Um, I know her from the movie Wine Country because that's one of my favorite movies to watch when I'm stoned. And then I fall asleep at the end because it's really just the beginning that's funny. And it's a terrible movie, but she <laughs> she plays a, a supporting role in that movie and she's pretty good at it. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. She did say that Deborah Chow was an amazing director and the cast was incredible. So it sounds like overall she had a great experience on the set. Nice. Yeah, you know, I'm actually really excited for um for what's her face in Kenobi, Julia Jones. She's in Dexter New Blood. Okay. I I don't think I've seen her in any or I didn't remember her from anything prior to that, but I remember thinking, oh, that name's familiar. I think she's in Kenobi. But yeah, I'm like really digging her in Dexter, so I'm super stoked to have more of her and see what she does. I clicked on her and it said that she's best known for Twilight, which made me really excited because I just uh, went to that Twilight panel in C2E2, but she plays Leah Clearwater in Twilight. Um, But yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know anything else about her, but yeah. Angela Bishop in the new Dexter revival. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Are you enjoying it? Started off slow, yeah, but it, they're really focusing on like character building and stuff. Yeah, you know, there's there's not like a murder every episode like with the original series. It's kind of a slow burn, but it's really good. The cast is good. Um, I've been listening to like a companion podcast for it with like the creators, like all the behind the scene people, like set and costumes and some of the actors, and so good. But it doesn't hold a candle to Yellow Jackets. Everyone, please watch it. All right. It's renewed for a second season. <laughs> oh, cool. That's good news. That's good to know. Yeah. Did the first... So the whole season's done, right? Or no, it's not done yet. Okay. So you don't know how it's going to end. Nope. It's still got three more episodes, I think. All right. Three or four. Three. Fair Maybe. enough. I get it all confused, but yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, this uh, with this announcement with Maya Erskine being in Kenobi, this was really interesting that she uh, talked about how she was like kind of hanging out with some of the extras and they were talking about how they are like mega Star Wars fans and they build droids. And I guess she was like, yeah, apparently the like production companies like go to the fans and are like, hey, 
we need a droid and they will just borrow the like super fancy droids that they built. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> I guess that's I could, like, super awesome. I kind of knew that, but I'm just like, that's still like, it's just cool that they, I don't know, that they do that. I just think that's so fun. It's like, we see all these droids that like, you know, Star Wars Celebration, they look so good and function so well. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's super cool. I'm excited for Kenobi. I just, I wish they'd give us dates for things yeah. like Q1, Q2, Q3. It doesn't have to be the month. You know, the it's, month is nice. It's probably better for them if it's not the month. Gives them a little wiggle room, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of needing wiggle room, how's that for a transition? Uh, on December 20th, I'm sure this was announced in other places, <laughs> but I saw it on Twitter. Uh, Michael Siglane, who's the creative director at Lucasfilm Publishing, posted that the next High Republic middle grade novel, it's called Mission to Disaster, that's been delayed. It was supposed to come out the day this episode comes out, January 4th. It's been delayed to March 1st, 2022. That's the next Justina Ireland High Republic book. Yeah, supply chain issues man yeah um let's see what is the i'm looking up the description of mission to disaster is that the young reader uh they said it was middle grade it looked like it had some of the same characters that she's worked with before like vernestra Rowe and uh imri her padawan okay yeah let's see uh publisher summary the jedi think the dread nile marauders have been all but defeated their leaders on the run and their numbers have dwindled jedi knight vernestra Rowe hopes this means she will finally have time to really train her padawan emery but reports of a nile attack on ports haley mm-hmm. soon dashed those hopes for not only have the nile attacked the peaceful outpost they've abducted vernestra and emery's friend avon staros Ah. Uh. She's returning. She was in uh, the Test of Courage book, I think. Oh, yeah, I liked her. She was the one that gave Ernesto her nickname, and now everybody calls her Vern, too. Yeah. Yeah, I like that kid. Uh, The two Jedi set off for the port, determined to figure out where the Nile have taken their friend. Meanwhile, Avon must put on her smarts and skills to the ultimate test as she fights for survival among the Nile and uncovers a sinister plan. Can Vernestra and Emery find their friend before disaster strikes? Be interesting to find out. The cover of this book has uh, Vernestra and Emery on it, and she is slicing at some blue gator-like animals that have mm-hmm. two eyes on the sides of their head. On so, each side, yeah. Yeah, so that's fun. Uh, <laughs> there, are, there are gators in Star Wars. Space gators. <laughs> Space gators, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yay. Or maybe they're dragons. I don't know. They look like gators. All right. Cool. (laughs) Uh, Then we have a thing. I just wanted to play this game because there's so little news. And I just saw that this was circulating on Twitter um, earlier in December. And I wanted to ask you this, this question. So this prompt that was kind of going around was uh, by someone whose handle on Tumblr, of all places, which has come up in conversation now a few times. Uh, The handle is just calf. It's not caffeine, but it kind of looks like it's it's calf fine. Calf fine, yeah. Calf fine. Yep, and here we are. So here's the prompt. Tried explaining Star Wars fandom to my dad and settled on the simile that Star Wars is too big and fucked up to know everything and you sort of have to choose a major, like Mandalore studies or Jedi lineage trees and then we all come together but we do not get along, just like real academia. Anyway, what's your major? So I need to know, Alice, 
what is your major in the Star Wars fandom? General studies. Yeah, that's kind of what I kind of went for, too. Yeah. Now, who do you not get along with in the Star Wars? <laughs> your enemy in the Star Wars academia. Who is my enemy? <laughs> Dickholes. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> yeah. Any area of, like I mean like any area of emphasis like the prequel trilogy would be like maybe your minor or your focus or something. Yeah, or you and McGregorism. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. That checks out. That's beautiful. Thank you. Mhm. What would would your speciality be? So yeah, I was thinking about this and I was like, I feel like all of the like Star Wars Schmodown players would be like the professors, but I'm actually not smart enough about anything specifically in Star Wars. Like Thomas would be teaching class on Y-Wings and nothing else. And Alex Damon would be teaching a class on all of the like rebel pilots in A New Hope. And he would be dressed as Big Stark Lighter the whole time. <laughs> and it would be uh, it would be a whole thing. But I'm kind of like, you know, I would probably just be like... If the head, right, Nellie there, Ari Knight. Yes. There you go. The uh, I think the, the class, though, that I would like to teach, if I could teach one, and I definitely would take it, would be like the value of Star Wars Rebels. Or like why Star Wars season, Star Wars Rebels season one matters and shit like that. It would be... Oh, like little seminars. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do a little... Or in our virtual world, a little webinar, if you will. But yeah, yep. I would I would definitely go in and, and major in some general study shit, you know, go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who is your enemy? Ooh, I'm going to go with um, original trilogy Boba Fett stands. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I dislike them, but because I think it, they're funny to argue with. And they're they're just kind of funny in general. <laughs> Oh yeah, especially uh, as of late. Yep, mm-hmm. some some gems. Yeah, some yeah. gems indeed. They're popping up. I uh, yeah. All right. Anything else on that? No, I don't have anything else on this. I just thought it was funny. Uh, if you do want to write into this, uh, write into us on Twitter on a DM or email us or something at forcedhostpod at gmail I'd be curious to know what's everybody's major in the Star Wars fandom. I just think this is a fun prompt. Totes, my goats. Yeah. I think a lot of people can minor in podcasts. Yes. Yeah. There was once upon a time where you and I would have been Star Wars podcast minors, I think. Maybe more so even you than me. Yeah. Yeah. Now I just, I don't know what I listen to. I have like a backlog. It's, a, it's all like TV show recaps and murder. Yeah. And finance. I'm um off podcasts at the moment because I've been listening to... Fallen Star, um, which brings me oh. to my next point because yes. PSA, yeah, PSA. Um, the book comes out today. The new High Republic novel, Fallen Star, the Fallen Star. I'm sorry. Um, the, the on the cover is very small, so I always thought it was just Fallen Star. It actually has a the um, by Claudia Gray. You guys, this book. Please go out and get it and read it. If you're up to date and you've been ke- you've been catching up with the High Republic. Get this book and read it immediately. This is going to be one that you don't want spoiled. I mean, I feel like it's like if you didn't go see Spider-Man the opening weekend, it probably got spoiled for you. And the same thing is going to happen with this book. Please read this book as soon as you can if you're up to date on everything else on High Republic. I was talking to um, Ace, of all people, the other day, uh, Cabrera, and we were talking about High Republic, and he was like talking about how behind he was and I was like dude trust me that's like us on our show all the time but he was like if you were going to focus on like one you know set of books like what would you need for this 
this newest one. And I think like kind of just the adult novels yeah. is like mostly what you need. But you also kind of need the like comics run a little mm. bit. Like it's not required, but it would definitely help to yeah. have read like the main um the main comics. I say that and I'm actually not up to date on those. Like I've only read like the first 10 or 11 issues and I want to say there's like 13 of them out now. Um so I need to get caught up, but I just finished Fallen Star because we did get review copies finally and normally since we're so behind I'm like we're reading them really late. But this one I was so excited for and then I started it and I could not put it down. And I'm so excited for everybody else to read it because the only person I've been able to talk to about it is Eric Eilerson at the Force, the Living Force podcast. So I've been texting with him all week being like, oh my God, um, which has been really fun. He also really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, this is this is, book is killer. It's definitely like up there with Lost Stars in terms of like Claudia Gray's best work. Yes. It's in, in Bloodline, which is also amazing. This book is so good. But you can't just pick it up and not know what's been going on in the High Republic because you're not going to mm-hmm. get anything out of it. So 100%. Um, if I had to, like, summarize it, and I told Eric this, it's kind of like Titanic in space, but with, like, a little sprinkle of Chernobyl. And yeah. there's Ooh. no, like, there's not, like, a romantic component to anything so when you when i say titanic i'm not talking about like i'm talking about the disaster itself that's happening not so much like a romance story but it's it feels a lot like that to the point where like actually the word titanic actually appears in the book and when it's describing something large and i was just like (laughs) got it but it's it's killer like please read it i can't wait to like we can talk about it on this show i'm Um, excited because yeah i'm gonna love it because i loved Light of the Jedi and the Rising Storm. Yes. I thought that Light of the Jedi kind of had... Do you mean like it kind of... Like you know what the end result is, but you also kind of have a sense of urgency like from having the time frames like in Light of the Jedi? Um, You just kind of need to know who some of these people are and like mm-hmm. their connections. And yeah, you definitely need to have had... I guess you kind of need like Light of the Jedi because... You know, that's really... Well, I think you have to have the adult books, but as far as it being, like, Titanic, it's kind of like how Light of the Jedi was, like, this many minutes to impact, this many minutes to impact, that many minutes to impact. Is it kind of like a... No. It's not... I mean, it is, it is like, a gradual thing that's happening, but there's no time, and you kind of don't know exactly how it's going to happen. With, like, Titanic, they were like, yeah, it's going to sink. But, like, mm-hmm. with Starlight Beacon, there's a lot happening. So oh. you don't you don't necessarily know um, how it's going to go. So there are, like, 20 things going wrong at the same time. And kind of. And all, you're, none, or a combination of the 20. Could yeah. And you're, like, following the story from, like, four different groups' point of views. Oh. And, like, kind of getting, like, you're, you're with, like, Affy and Leox. Uh, Jossie for <gasps> yes, like yes they're back yes they're Fuck they're yeah. in it it's Oops. so good and I'm telling you like for whatever reason they sent um their advanced reader copies in hard copy form and they sent us the audiobook I don't know why we didn't actually get access to the ebook this time so I mostly listened to the audio and I'm not kidding Mark Thompson leans in so fucking hard to Leox Jossie sounding like Matthew McConaughey and it is so perfect it is so perfect like whatever whoever um, did the narration for Into the Dark, which is, I think, where we met Leox, Jossie, and Affie. I think it was Dan Bittner. He played it more like, um, 
he played Leox more like Woody Harrelson, and Mark Thompson is much more in like the Matthew McConaughey, which works, I think, a lot better. And it's the audiobook's really, really good. Um, so I highly recommend that. But I, I kind of jumped back and forth. I was actually reading the hard copy book a little bit um, while I was listening to it, and it's the whole experience of the book, the audiobook. It's all such an amazing story. This is like Claudia Gray at her finest. I love it. Oh, I wonder why we don't have the NetGalley versions. I just, I've been scared to open my email app because I didn't want to open to my work email. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. Why don't we have, I mean, I, yeah, I, che- copy then. I, I checked a few times too. I'm like, I don't know why we didn't get the ebook, but I'm just happy I got the audio because I, that's my, my preference. Yeah. I can't do audiobooks. Yeah. So we're, don't work with me. Oh, that's, that's fair. Exciting. Yeah. I want to. I'm excited to get started. I haven't like read a physical book in a while because I do everything on Kindle, but Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Don't wait for sure. Like it comes out today if you're listening to this on Tuesday, uh, January fourth. Please get it, read it, listen to it, whatever your preferred medium is, because this book is just killer and it's really, really nice to have a book that I just couldn't put down. It's been, I feel like it's been a while. Cause even with into the storm, it was like so heavy that sometimes I had to put it down. And like this book, I literally could not, I couldn't get enough of it. I couldn't get away from everything else that I was doing. Even while I was like super tired and COVID ridden and sleepy, I was just like, at one point I like fell asleep listening to the audiobook and I had to go back and listen because I'm just like, I can't stop. It's that good. Ah, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'll have to, crack it open yeah so we'll do a recap or something on that at some point once we get through it and once um other people um who would listen to this can get through it but uh don't wait don't delay get on nice. it nice yeah nice all right anything else under news no. and miscellaneous material no i had to get that psa out but that's all i got <laughs> i appreciate it that makes me like more i mean i'm always excited about Le books yay but that makes me even like more excited about it to hear how you described it so good job thank you yay all right should we take a quick break i could use one i need a tea refill all right bye We are back. Recap on tap. A big one. There's something to actually recap now. Mm-hmm. We have the book of Boba Fett, a.k.a. T-Bopf. Bobf. Oh, yeah. I've always, I forget about the T. forgot about I the T. Did you remember the T when you were reading that review that I sent you? Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. Yes, um, T-Bopf. Yeah, but let's let's talk about our thoughts first. Now, j- get this out of the way. Full spoiler review of Chapter 1, Episode 1, Stranger in a Strange Land of the Book of Boba Fett. If you haven't watched it, get the fuck out of here. We'll put the um, the show notes. We'll put the, the timestamps to avoid, but we're diving right in. Mm-hmm. It came out this past Wednesday on the 29th. Chapter 1 is called Stranger in a Strange Land. Directed by director uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez and written by John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Our um, our go to guys from The Mandalorian season two. Robert Rodriguez directed the Boba Fett 
big Boba Fett return episode, so that was exciting. So he's now the showrunner of the Book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus, so that's fun. Um, there's been a uh, there's been this one video of Patton Oswalt that's been going around, and I want to talk about it when we get to it when we talk about the opening of the show, but it's so funny, and I had to put my tinfoil hat on because now I have a theory about that video. So <laughs> it's going to be, we're going to get down and dirty here in a little bit, but I want to talk about overall thoughts first. What was your overall impression? Have you watched it twice now? Like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked it. I watched it twice. The first time I was on my phone a lot, um, so I missed a lot. And then the second time I watched a little bit ago and I wasn't on my phone a lot. So there were things that I realized I missed. I I really liked it. Um. I'm curious to see where it's going to go. The only thing that's kind of like, eh, to me is it has the same kind of like vibe as Mando instead of like its own thing. Yeah. I think. And I don't know if part of it is the music, it being a sand planet, it being kind of just the westerny vibe or a combination of the three. I don't know. I I just, we're only one episode in though. and. Yeah. I hope that it has its own personality, you know? Yeah. I said something similar, actually, in the review that I did with the Geek Buddies, where I I kind of hope that this show will get to a point where it, like, starts kind of blazing its own trail, and we kind of Mm -hmm. get away from the Mando feel and vibe of it, because I totally agree with you, and I think it's kind of hard to, like, not compare this to The Mandalorian. We have the same people working on it, writing it, running it. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's hard to not compare them, but... um, I don't know if I liked it as much as you did. I'm not I'm not quite I don't think it it quite stood up to the Mandalorian, which again, I'm sorry to compare it to it, but it's hard to not. Um I acknowledge fully that this is the first episode of this show and I am a Parks and Rec fan and everybody knows that the first season of a show sometimes they don't hit it out of the park. It applies to the pilot episode too. Sometimes it's just not a win. They're just building the foundation of things right now. And I understand that, so I'm staying open-minded. I'm not, like, writing this show off, but I have a feeling that if I wasn't, like, a hardcore Star Wars fan, I don't know if I would, like, be super inclined to stick with this. I think I would be like, you know what, I'm going to wait until they're all out and I'll sit and watch it all together. But that's I don't get that luxury, so we're going to go week to week and it'll be fine. What are kind of the main drivers behind that? Like, pacing or just not invested in the characters or... What I think pacing was probably part of it. Like, I didn't. I mean, number one, we're like on this sand planet, which we've Mm. talked about how it was not our favorite setting. Um, so it wasn't like visually stunning to look at for me. And I mean, I there wasn't really even like a ton of dialogue. I mean, we didn't even get like a first word spoken in English until we were like nine minutes into it, and Hmm. uh. But then, you know, it, it obviously picked up from there. I don't, I really enjoyed the sort of chemistry between, like, Boba Fett and Fennec Shand. Um, but I just am not, like, super invested in Boba Fett as a character. So I, I tried to go into this with, like, total indifference. And I think I actually had a better experience than a lot of, like, hardcore Boba Fett fans. Because I feel like I'm seeing a lot of complaints on Twitter of people being, like, they softened him up. He's not this, like cold-hearted, bloodthirsty, like, bounty hunter that we all knew and loved and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but I kind of like that they, like, gave him a little heart, you know? Like, we have to have, 
we have to yeah. cheer for this guy, you know? He has to be, like, our good guy in some mm-hmm. sense of things. So I I'm, I want to stay open-minded, but the first episode didn't blow me away. Not every show can be The Mandalorian where we got, like, a big baby Yoda reveal at the end of it. I fully acknowledge that. I really enjoyed the music. I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was left wanting, I think, overall, just in my general sense of enjoyment of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I also think the music was great, but I think that's part of what lent itself to not having its own personality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, so. the like main theme of it was done by the same composer, Ludwig right. Göransson, but the show, I think, is going to be composed by a different composer um, oh. in general. So I, I maybe they're like teaming up because he's working with at least one other guy yeah. on the score. So hopefully maybe that'll develop as they go. Yeah, I'm just hoping Kenobi has like... Kenobi, even though we're on Sand Planet again, mm-hmm. we're going to be on Sand Planet for most, not all of it, but um, I hope that it has its own vibe and goes a little more towards, like, fantasy adventure type thing and doesn't feel the same. Like, they live in the same world, but they don't play in the same sandbox, you know? Yeah. At least with that, we're going to be in a different era, you know? There's, like, we're, like, 20 years into the future in this. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, I I was happy with it. So should we start um, breaking down what goes on? Sure. Let's start at the very beginning, which starts basically with, you know, we're ushered in to this show mm-hmm. literally by, you know, the Mandalorian. The score feels very much the same. The whole look of it um, kind of feels the same. But we open up with Boba Fett in a back to tank and we start with a couple of flashbacks. Really exciting to see Camino right off the bat. That was fun. Mm hmm. Yep, and then uh, and then young Boba picking up Papa's helmet mm-hmm. in Geonosis. I always expect the head to fall out of the helmet yep. every time he picks it up. Um, but I have to remind myself, like, no, Alice, you purposely sat with the remote on pause and watched what happened when his head got chopped off and there were two shadows that flew so when Gaz's head lopped off, the helmet and the head, like, went their separate ways. Mm-hmm. But it would just be really funny if they did it. Plop. <laughs> Dad. It's like looking up at him. <laughs> uh, gross. Man. Yeah, but, you know, speaking of fucking gross, like, this whole thing on Tatooine, where he's, like, in the, be- in the-, in the Sarlacc, like, stomach or whatever, is so disgusting the amount of like slime and shit on this. I feel so bad for whoever this actor was underneath that because I'm like, if that was Timur Morrison, like good on him. But I would have been like, yo, somebody else is doing this scene. Nasty. Gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, flashbacks to what's going on. We see how he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. He finds a blaster from a, or a, he finds stuff from a stormtrooper that's been up in there, takes a, huffs some fumes. And then goes all, like, apeshit crazy. And somehow digs, like, ten yards away and up. And escapes. He takes, like, one hit of oxygen from this stormtrooper and somehow that sustains him to dig his way out of the sand. Which I'm like, okay, I don't know about that. But that's fine. It's Star Wars. We're not here to analyze any part of scientific part of it or realism part of it. But it was, uh, this part of it was really funny because this is where the... Have you seen this video? I put a link to it where fucking Patton Oswald is reading his filibuster in Parks and Rec, and it's literally the opening of the show. It's the same thing where he's just like, Boba Fett, like, shoves his, like, 
fist through the sand and it pops up and then he like digs his way out and it's like he's narrating the entire thing word for word for like what is happening and it's just really it's really quick it's only like a you know five ten second clip and it's very yeah. much like duh of course that's how it happened like obviously the parallel thinking could mm-hmm. very much be at play here but i have a theory before we move on put your tinfoil hats on friends because i gotta get through this so rodriguez robert rodriguez created the spy kids universe which is comprised of four films and one animated series the animated series is 20 episodes. It was on from 2018 to 2019, and he's an exec- executive producer of the series. This episode of Parks and Rec with Patton Oswalt, where he reads a filibuster that includes the Star Wars script, happened back in 2013, or it aired back in 2013. Mm-hmm. Then Patton Oswalt voiced a character in this Spy Kids animated series in one episode. I don't know how big of a role it is. I didn't watch it. I don't care. But I'm like... Okay, so they do, like, know each other, maybe. There is a chance that they may have crossed paths, and I'm just like, maybe they knew about it and, like, built the show around it, like, a little bit. I don't know. I mean, Robert Rodriguez is running the show, but, like, this script was written by Jon Favreau. I don't know if there's any connection between Favreau and Patton Hmm. Oswalt, but I'm like, I don't necessarily know if they were two separate things that coincidentally happened. Like, they may have... It, you know, sometimes when a seed gets planted, it just sticks. Mm-hmm. I went down like an IMDb rabbit hole trying to like figure this out because I was just like, there's no way. And that's that I'm not saying it happened. I'm just saying there's a possibility that it happened. So there we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Indeed. All right. But that's where we that's where we're going to oh, we'll leave it with that. We're so we're back on we're on Tatooine. Boba busts through the sand. He's all lubed up. Now he's got sand covering the lube and it's fucking gross. I feel for this guy. Uh, The Jawas come and like take all of his armor and all of his, you know, his his best car armor. I'm like, oh, poor dude. Jawas must have had a field day, man. Between that and the party barge, like, yeah, holy shit. They must have been high as fucking kites. Yep. Like armor, weaponry, gone. All we have now is Boba and like a dirty khaki onesie. Yes, we've got long underwear. Is what he was wearing underneath those. I never gave any thought to what he had on underneath all that armor. So this was interesting to see. Yeah, I was surprised by that too, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was kind of proud of the little Jawas how vicious they were when they just like gun butted him. Yeah, yeah, it was like a pistol whip kind of, but I don't know what what that. they were using. Yeah. Let me just boop. Vicious. Yeah. yeah. And then not to be outdone, the Tuscan Raiders roll up and they're like, check this guy out. Look at his onesie. We gotta bring him back to the camp. So they tie him up and drag his ass back to their camp and he like After putting something liquidy in his mouth. Oh yeah, that's right. I um so it was a larva is what it was, but I heard it revert referred to as a space carrot, which I really like. I think that was one of the things in this review we're gonna talk about later, but yep. it was a it was a larva. They sprinkled some sort of nasty slime into his mouth, woke Ooh. him up, and then made him walk. I'm like, that must have been like really invigorating. Um, because if I was getting dragged like that behind i think i would just like lay down and let it drag me i'm like i'm not putting in more work than i have to i'm dehydrated i'm hungry i'm tired like work smarter not harder just let it drag you dude oh and skin exposed to the sun and the dry air and yep. the dust 
sand like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nightmare fodder. Yeah. Um, but we get returns of the massives, um, which I think first appeared in Attack of the Clones. They're my favorite, one of my favorite things in Star Wars because I love anything that's like a dog in Star Wars and massives are up there. They're the um, bone-like dog zombies um, that the Tuscans have with them. And uh, this one's kind of sweet that that Boba has to unfortunately get in a headlock and like knock it out like gator style. He like takes a, an elbow to it, but then he like pets it, which is weird. I caught that like the second time I watched it because maybe I was doing the same thing as you. He like knocks it out and then he like strokes its head before he goes to cut his bonds because the Tuscans have tied him up. And I just thought that was funny. And then this fucking Rodian bitch is like. T- like fucking outs him that's so rude he's just like hey Rodian, do you want me to cut your bonds too and the guy's like nah, sound the alarm this guy's trying to escape nah. like does this guy have like stockholm syndrome already like how long you been sitting there dude i think being in the sun long enough will make anyone crazy i guess i fucking hope so dehydration mm-hmm. sunburns sand yeah so they're like there's a couple of moments though and i wonder if maybe this is where people were complaining and we're coming up on one where like he tries to run. The Tuscans track him down. They bring one of the dogs. And they they it ends up in like a sort of hand-to-hand combat thing. And I don't remember. Maybe you remember from the Clone Wars. I don't know if the clones really trained much in like hand-to-hand combat. It was mostly like your job is to point, shoot, and then die. So I didn't give it much thought before this. But he's like not. And he's also very tired and dehydrated and you know, sunburned and shit, but I'm just like, I don't know if he's had a lot of hand-to-hand experience, you know? And so yeah. when he's like, he's going down pretty hard every time he gets into like a sort of hand-to-hand thing with somebody, which well, I thought Boba's was training would have just been completely different. Yeah. He was doing all the smuggling stuff, you know? Yeah, which is fair. And the, like, their main, the um, Republic's main enemy were droids I and mean, i don't think you really do hand-to-hand combat with droids you no know? why would you so probably not um i to me it's fine i mean he probably just relies so heavily on all the little like tricks of his armor yeah you know and his blasters doesn't... you know his yeah. daddy was a pistol man all the clones learned to shoot yeah so plus we don't know how long he's been essentially like how many days he's been out in the wild or yeah. weeks he's been out in the wild. He could just be very weak and uncoordinated and overall just not in the best shape. But if there's like someone coming at you with a weapon that you've never used and they use all the time, you know, like you're probably not going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. But they leave him for dead and then we are back in the present present day we're jumping back and forth between you know return of the jedi era and present day where boba fett's in the tank and fennec says wake up boss and he's wearing the traditional back to diaper which i love but it's black right i thought it was gray oh and i can't explain it but he like pulls off the look so much better than luke skywalker who just oh kind gosh. of looked like a giant like a baby fetish he kind of looked like a giant sad baby in that diaper <laughs> let me tell you speaking of giant sad baby in that diaper let me read you a headline from my local news um, oh no <sighs> oh yeah boba oh fett gosh, looked like a full-on like calvin klein model man 60 years old like luke skywalker was like what in his 20s and he just looked like a sad baby 
Oh, here we go. Um, and okay, let me preface this by saying this headline was not in my hometown or my parish. It was a neighboring parish. Louisiana has parishes and stuff, counties. Um, human trafficking suspect with diaper fetish arrested for second time in Louisiana. Wow. Arrested for a second time for offering babysitters money to treat him like a child and change his diapers. Look at him. I don't know if you can see this. Oh, he looks like a winner. I know. Bring him home to mama. Yep. Arrested for the second time. You're telling me this man was arrested once for trafficking already and we had to re- somebody let him go? Good job, guys. I don't know. I don't know, man. But yeah, diapers and Star Wars. I do like that they brought that back, though. So Boba wakes up and like looks like he's packing mm-hmm. under them shorts. Yeah, they drain that water and it's like, hey Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, one thing that I was thinking, too, that was nice about this show compared to The Mandalorian is that we got to see his face and see him talk. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically, like, when they're at the Tuscan camp and he was talking, thinking, like, oh, that's, like, a, oh, wow, that's different, you know, because we don't see Mandalorian talk for the most part. Um, but I, I thought that was really nice change Mm -hmm. it's very note it's definitely stood out to me yeah that we actually get to see his face Mm -hmm. yeah it's great yep um did you like the getting dressed scene there's like a scene where he's like got his boots like he's like lacing up his boots and then he's like getting the droids like his armor and shit on it was it was fine did you like that scene i just thought it was like really i thought it was a weird choice i'm just like he could have just come out and been dressed like why did we have to do the like I don't know. The robots help you suit up scene? Yeah, I don't just, know. I don't know. It was strange. I thought it was weird. Yeah. Anyway, so he goes to his little throne with Fennec, and people are giving their, like, good tidings or whatever. hmm So he is basically like, yo, I'm crime boss, bitches. Come bring me things. hmm And everyone's doing that. So first up... I think, and I put this in a note, that's why I've got to find it. There's a Trandoshan guy, who I guess he used to work for, who was carrying something um, that looked like the skin of a Wookiee. Yeah, it was a Wookiee pelt. <sighs> that wasn't comfortable. That was sad. That mm. was in poor taste. I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. It was Mm-mm. sad. Uh, fun fact, the Trandoshan voiced by Robert Rodriguez in his cameo. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think the robot... Or the droid is um, the guy from What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah, you're right. I read, I did read that. I don't know what his name is, but yeah. Yeah, I forget his name, too. He plays uh, Laszlo in the FX TV show. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we got a Wookiee pelt. The Aqualish brings him some, like, coins or some shit. And then uh, I'm going to keep calling him 88. There's a bunch of articles that are calling this protocol droid or this torture droid something else. But the fucking captions in the, the captions show say 88. Yeah. So go figure. Uh, he announces Mokshay's the mayor of Mos Espa, but it's actually his major domo, who is a Twi'lek. I like this guy. I hope this guy comes back. I think he was funny. I liked him a lot, and I forgot. I looked up stuff he was in and then forgot about it already. He was in Veep. He played uh, Selena Ca- Selena's husband in Veep, which I There was something about else I knew him from, though. But um, also, I think they're doing a much better job at Twi'leks in live action. Like, I think... The ones we saw on this show, including him, looked much better than Mando. Than I've seen them look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mando didn't quite nail it, but I, I think they did do better. It was with fine, this. but they're they're really really improving with them. Yeah, thank God. But yeah, the Twilight is just like I'm not gonna pay you. 
you have to pay us. And Boba's like, yo, what the fuck? And Fen- I love this conversation between them where Fennec's like, shall I kill him for you? And he's like, no, bitch, you can't. We need that guy to be on our side. Yeah. But then he's not on their side because then they send other people to attack them later. Uh, but her line, Lord Fett offers the gift of your leave unmolested. <laughs> that got like a legit laugh out of me. Like, mostly from surprise. I didn't think I would ever hear the word molested in Star Wars. But here we are. That was awesome. Yeah. That was cool. A great that was, line. That was a fun scene. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like kept you wondering like, okay, because I think the... The dude, when he leaves, he's like, you know, we'll see you again, but it might not be me or it might be someone else who's sent or something like that. Yeah. Um, and clearly that's what we get later in the episode. And then I think the last people up are two of the uh, guards. Yeah, the Gamorreans. Yeah, two of the Gamorreans who served Jabba and later Bib Fortuna. I had totally forgotten about, like, Bib Fortuna's demise. Yeah, in the post-credits of Mando. Yeah, I yeah. totally forgot. I'm like, I, for a minute there, I was like, wait, what happened to Bib Fortuna? And then I was like, no, this is crazy. I know it's in my head somewhere and I just can't remember it. And then I'd like, I searched it because I just couldn't remember. And, uh, and I was like, oh, right, right. The end of uh, over a year ago, they told us. I wish they would have like refreshed our memories with that somehow. Yeah. See, that was the thing that I brought up in our review yesterday. I think that this show would have benefited from like premiering shortly after the end of the last season of Mando. I don't mm-hmm. think they did themselves any favors by waiting for so long. No. I think a lot of people forgot a lot of but what happened, and I think they forgot about like sort of Boba's new vibe, like. The guy is not a bloodthirsty mm-hmm. killer. Like when we re- when we brought him back in Amando, like he 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 was a little bit softer, and I kind of like that. And they're running with that in this show, which mm-hmm. makes sense. But I think people forgot about it because it's just been so long. I just recently rewatched those episodes, so I was I, I was I think in a better position than most. But like I, I just don't know why. Like why did they plan it this way? Like maybe it was part of the pandemic or something, but I just think it would have been better to have done it closer. I think this can be a pitfall of, or pitfall is not the right word, but that's the word I'm going to use. A pitfall of streaming platform versus TV. Mm -hmm. Because we don't have commercials to remind us. That's right. Like when big TV shows happen, we have commercials before they're coming on, before the like um series is starting we have commercials and we have previews for fucking everything for months and with streaming it's like oh here you go you know well, and we it kind of anything it would have been nice if they would have done like a recap even for this you know like how netflix will put together oh, like yeah. a separate like not a trailer but like they'll do like a recap before a new season drops yeah i'm like everything that's important y'all could have yeah. done that for this and they they chose not like you had a whole year like come on so i i, I don't know but anyway mm-hmm. back to the gamorian guards uh, this is where we get the line from Boba Fett saying that I don't torture uh, when 88 is just like, yo, you want to torture these fuckers? He's like, no, man. Uh, but 88's like, hey, man, you got to project strength here. Like, you're the new guy. And Fennec Shand is trying to get him to do the same thing. And I, But I like this. I like that he's just like, you were loyal to those two, the last two dudes. Will you be loyal to me? And they're just like, sure, why not? And they bend a knee. There you go. Game of Thrones taken care of in one five-minute scene. Khaleesi. Khaleesi Fett. Will you bend the knee? Yes. Done. That's it. Yay. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, they say, okay, cool. Let's go to, like, the cool casino bar place. And they start walking. 
Um, and on their walk through Mos Espa, there's the fucking Black Mirror dogs. Oh, yeah, from uh, Boston Dynamics, the the robots. That actually was them. They Boston Dynamic, Dynamics oh, tweeted. It? They tweeted about it the next day, and they were just like, did you like our little appearance in Boba Fett? Yeah, that was them. Uh, yeah, because I look I, when I was watching today, I like I must have been looking at my phone when I watched it the first time. But when I watched it, I was like, holy fuck, that's some Black Mirror shit. Um, so it actually is. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. So fun. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the cantina, this new, the remote sanctuary, whatever they called it, this new bar. Mm -hmm. I, this place was fun. I could do a whole episode just in here. Yeah. You know, and then I remembered finally Jennifer Beale, the main Twilight Beals, boss lady Beals. Yeah. Jessica or Jennifer? Jennifer. Um, sorry. Let me look Jessica, at my notes. Jessica Jennifer Beale is Jennifer, Justin Timberlake. Yes. And this is Jennifer Beals, plural. Okay. <laughs> Jennifer Beals. I know why I knew her fucking name. It's because she was in Flashdance. Oh, okay. She was the chick. Got it. Maniac. Maniac. Um, yeah. I thought this cantina thing looked really cool i thought the dialogue was really funny with like oh should we feed and hose down your gamorians Gamorians. (laughs) can we clean your helmet and i'm just like what is this place yeah Um, oh why weren't you on a litter you know and i'm just like what a strange place Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah i do like the whole vibe though and i like her uh the character's name is garza fwip which is fun to say fwip fun on the tongue um, getting flippy with it exactly we get the return of max rebo we have confirmation yes. now that max rebo survived nice yeah yeah it didn't cross my mind or he didn't cross my mind i think for um obvious reasons i don't find him very memorable except being a blue he looks like these um in doctor who there's they're called like adipose or something, and they're just like little fat blob, like blobs that pop out of people, and they're like me. He reminds me of that, but in blue. Nice. I think the obsession with Max Rebo is, comes from people who are like into um, action figures and collecting and shit. Because um, I'm like, he was such a minor thing, but I think people mm-hmm. were just like, oh my god, he plays the organ with his feet or some shit. Like I'm like, who the fuck cares? It's like nobody, nobody asked, but I was happy to see that Max Rebo survived the explosion of the. Uh, of Jabba's barge. Um, but yeah, we got Garza comes over, offers to close down the Gamorreans. Uh, Boba Fett introduces Fennec Shand as master assassin. That's how I want to be introduced going forward. Yeah. Everywhere I go. Uh, okay, assures I'll that, do that. Yeah. Assures that her business will continue to thrive under his watchful eye. And we learn that, oh, turns out this business actually belongs to him. So that's fun. Gives me hope that we'll come back there because I like that place. I wonder if that barge had insurance and if he gets to like, maybe that's a total and gets a new one. You know, I never thought about the concept of insurance in Star Wars and then it actually came up in Fallen Star and I was like, holy shit. Oh my God. Which which was weird. So apparently it exists. You can take out policies on stuff. Huh. Yep. Yeah, I wonder if somehow he could get like a rebuilt barge. That's something. Yeah. Um. Burp, 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 burp. So that's all well and good. We're back in Moss Espa now. 
Yep, we go outside and then we see the fight sequence with all the burgundy people, like we saw in the teaser things. Ninjas, the parkour mm. ninjas. We power get the line. Rangers, go, yeah. go, Power Rangers. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. Uh, these guys aren't quite as good as the Power Rangers, though, because they don't say it's morphin time. They mm. just like come out of nowhere. Like you gotta have a catchphrase, you fuckers. But the the or ninjas cool are robot. The ninjas look pretty cool. Um, this fight scene though is like kind of garbage. Like there's a like if you watch the scene, you actually like pay attention to it. Like you can tell that they were trying to use like I think a lot of like CGI to make this fight really happen. And there's like scenes where like Fennec Shand is like darting back and forth and leaning to, into different angles but there's like nothing coming at her and it's like yeah they were like pretend like there's something coming at you and then they like didn't put anything there so it just looks ridiculous like this was not really well executed unfortunately yeah it was fine i i i recognized that it something was a little off and but i was like okay whatever you know fights fights are fights they're all pretty much the same and, uh, yeah, the Gamorians help Boba because he gets a little zapped. Fennec yep. goes after. She's going to kill some of the fuckers. Boba's like, no, alive. And she's like, all right, whatever. But then she kills half of them that she finds. Yeah, anyway. he, like, tells her to keep him alive. Meanwhile, he fucking disintegrates one of them right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Fennec captures one, and then Boba has... Um, his guard bring him back to the Bacta tank. And I'm like, what's going on that he needs to go back to the Bacta tank? He got, like, electrocuted for, by those things, I guess. And he's just like, eh, I'm tired. Yeah, just bring me back to my spa, bitch. And I got zapped. Let's go. Leave Fennec. Yeah. She'll, she'll be along shortly. It's fine. Yeah. So then he goes back to the Bacta tank. And we start seeing more of his little flashback of his time with the sand people. And it's a scene or an event where a Tuscan Raider child picks up him and the Rodian, like, yo, come with me. And they're like, all right. And then he says, look, dig. And they're like, what the fuck? So yeah. they dig holes for like these black baby pumpkins that have water in them. They're melons from what the audio description said, but I, yeah, they've got water and how the fuck do those things grow in the sand? I don't understand. Magic. Tatooine's weird. Just, maybe it's like the sand's turds. Like maybe the sand is alive and poops. Yeah, that checks and out. That's the only explanation that I'll accept. The poop turns into black pumpkins with water in it. Mm-hmm. And then they drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the part Gross. of the scene, though, where Boba Fett looks up at the Massive and he's like, no hard feelings, mate. <laughs> just like, that was awesome. Yeah, uh, that was some fun dialogue there, especially, like, trying to talk to the Rodian, like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. good. He's like, oh, that you understand. Got it. Um, This scaly monster thing, Mortal Kombat! Yeah, how bum, we bum, feel about bum, this guy? Bum, 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 bum. I just kept thinking, I just kept yelling Mortal Kombat in my head, because I'm pretty sure there's a Mortal Kombat character that has four arms. Is it, are you talking about Mortal Kombat the movie or the show, or the video game? Because isn't there a movie? One of them? There's multiple movies. Oh, God. Really? Oh, yeah. There's um, a couple of movies from the 90s, and then there's the recent one that came out um, that I really enjoyed. Four arm, 
dude mortal Kombat with a k oh my gosh yeah look up goro g-o-r-o go oh, hell yeah the first tab that comes up is shopping do you want to buy a girl oh yeah look at that forearm dude mm-hmm. yeah yep, i feel the it 1995 film hell yeah we were talking about this on with uh the geek buddies and they're all like film snobs so they knew the like monster the guy who created the monsters that sort of inspired this one with like stop motion animation so i was just like uh-huh cool it just looks like something out of xena to me um mm-hmm. good yeah, times valid it was a uh, it, it was interesting. I really like the scene where he like fights it off and saves the child because again, like and this isn't the first time he's like saved this child from something. There's another scene where he does the same thing, but he like fucking cuts this thing's head's head off and gives it to the child who then takes credit for killing the beast when they get back to the I tribe. I know. <laughs> I was like that little dick you acted like with your fucking little stick yep. that you took down this beast and chopped its head off bitch please well and so, for some reason they all buy it except i think the chief gets what's going on because he's the one that like hands boba the water when they get back to the tribe and he's like yeah. not looking at him and it's just kind of it's a cute scene that they included that right yeah, before they cut like to they black know. that guy knows mm-hmm. everybody else i'm kind of like you're either all like appeasing this child and going along with it but like we all know that kid did not kill that fucking gigantic beast I mean, I get it. You know, kid wants credit for like being a baller. He probably wants a bigger stick or mm-hmm. something. Don't we or all? Maybe a new, like an extra dog. Yeah. And also, why would you want to give credit to like the prisoner? Yeah. You know, like they don't. What What's credit going to do for them? Nothing. What's credit going to do for you? Everything. I love how all these sand people are like kind of a different vibe than what we're used to. Like their black outfits. I'm like, y'all got to be fucking hot as hell underneath those things. Like so sweaty under a black cloak but i like the look of them Mm -hmm. it's just fun yeah i think it's like i'm trying to remember from the kenobi book what it was with the sand people and why they're covered exactly something like their skin's really sensitive to the light and they're just like covered in bandages and like wet bandages and stuff so i think part of it is just to keep heat and well black traps heat but making sure they're like fully out of those uv rays yeah um and i'm I'm curious how much we're gonna see them in kenobi too like in the tv show yeah if it's anything like the book they'll be heavily featured or they'll be a plot point well they have the costumes now and lord knows they'll want to save money and recycle that shit so yeah i'm sure they'll be back yeah so but i think we're gonna get their money they're gonna get their money's worth out of them in here because i think we're gonna sort of get to know more about like how boba fett like sort of became indoctrinated with them because then when he comes back in the Cobb Vanth episode of Mando, like I feel like he was wearing a lot of that same yeah, I don't remember had, like, specifically. The robes yeah. The stack. But yeah. he was dressed sort of similar. So I'm just like he must have hung out with them for a while. Yeah, like fucking five years, man. Yeah. Um yeah, so Boba Fett drinks the water and then it goes to credits. Yeah. So we don't know what happened with Fennec's prisoner. Nope, not yet. Uh, we don't know about anything else. So the doors open for a whole lot of stuff to happen. I don't know where the season's going or I, no one really does. So we'll see. Yeah, I think we're going to get more out of Jennifer Beals, I'm sure. I'm sure mm-hmm. she's in for a, a much bigger role, I imagine. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing if this guy even talks, this ninja that they captured. I have a feeling there's going to be a little bit of uh tension between fennec and boba because i think she doesn't have a problem with torture and clearly he does so i imagine that that'll be a point of contention at some point or another um i'm hoping that we'll get more 
I wonder if it's going to be like this, because I feel like this was fairly equal between like the flashbacks and the present day. And I wonder if they're going to continue on that train or if we're kind of done with the, it'll it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because it's like we we've talked about this before there's not a lot of flashbacks that happen in star wars mm-hmm. so this is this is kind of a a new thing for them and I, I i like that they're backtracking and we're getting the history because i think we need it we had this character that had four lines in the original trilogy we got a little bit more of his backstory in the clone wars and in the prequel trilogy but like we just don't know a ton about him yeah so this will be i think this will be a fun ride i'm open I'm trying to stay open-minded um, because I, I think that the, ultimately it's going to be really good. But I agree that I don't think that, like, the streaming necessarily, like, lends itself to this. I would probably like it all better if I could watch it all back to back. But we'll see. See how it plays out. Yeah, that's fair. Fair, fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that brings us up uh, through the recap. There have been some scathing reviews and comments all over the place. Yeah, yeah. If you're on Twitter, I'm sure you've seen some fan reactions that maybe were not so positive. Um, I feel like most of the people I follow have been are like sort of in the same boat. They either really liked it or they're just like, yeah, I'm open to seeing where this goes. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of the, you know, you know who fans that are just like, this isn't the Boba Fett that I grew up with. It's like, yeah, because that was like, that was Legends, dude. That wasn't even real Star Wars. Like, come on. They're yeah. establishing this character anew. Like, let's see how it plays out. Let's see what they come up with, you know? Yeah, some of this shit is super funny. So Laura found this um, SF Gate article. Yeah, somebody sent this to me. I didn't actually find it, but and yeah. <laughs> whoever wrote this was so upset about this episode, quote, unquote, I was aghast at how awful it was. I hated the whole thing. My son hated it. God hated it. <laughs> this columnist, this subheading, like, first of all, the headline is, The Book of Boba Fett premiere is an abysmal failure on every level. And then the subheadline is that the columnist, columnist on why the Book of Boba Fett was worse than polio. I'm like, you guys. I'm like, you didn't even have, there's on. no way you even fucking had polio in the first place. <laughs> like... Also, polio legit was really bad. That's why we have vaccine against it. Um, talk about drama queen. Good grief. Yeah. This is a really funny article. Drama mama. I'm glad that I like did the review that I did with the Geek Buddies before I saw this, but this is really freaking funny to read. It's really mean, but it's funny. It's insane. <laughs> it is insane. It is so dramatic and bizarre. Yeah. That I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? He's like, oh, Boba Fett's, Boba Fett's four perfect lines in the original trilogy. And I'm like, his four perfect lines? That's what you're basing all... You you invented his entire character and personality off of his four sentences where he gets hoodwinked by Vader and then, like, clown comedy, like, flicked into a pit. Like... Bitch, please get out of here. Like his first line in the is in the original trilogy is "as you wish." I'm like, really? We're gonna we're gonna say that that was genius. Okay, that's fine. yeah. That I mean, that was good. in The Princess Bride. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. I only saw that movie once. He says at like Carrie Elwes says "as you wish" to Princess Buttercup and stuff. I love you. Got it. Did he say this show is all chicken shit, no chicken salad? Oh no, that was this review. I said that <laughs> this show is all chicken shit, no chicken salad. <laughs> 
That's so dumb. Like, what in the hell? <laughs> it's, it's, this is the stupidest thing. Like, I. Like, this, somebody hurt this person. Because yeah. my favorite, one of my other favorite parts is where they handed directing duties over to 1990s relic Robert Rodriguez, who's no stranger to making outlet mall quality children's cinema. I'm like, oh my God. Like, Jesus Christ. Did he do Desperado? I don't know. But I'm like, who hurt this person? Yeah, there's some, this, this, this person has very strong, strong feelings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, good, good for him. And the thing is, Homeboy doesn't have to watch him. Yeah. You could stop. Like, problem solved. Homeboy doesn't have to watch it and definitely doesn't have to watch it enough time to fixate and like write a five minute, very detailed article about everything they hate. <laughs> Good on you. Um, What's his name? Uh, Drew. Yeah. Drew. Good job, Drew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you have. Enjoy your new year. Happy new year. Yeah. We wish you well. <laughs> <laughs> I hope whoever hurt you is in jail now because Jesus Christ. Uh, no, I think he's just dramatic. It's probably his fault. Yeah. He's probably one of those, like, all of my ex-girlfriends are crazy. And it's like, um, no, you make them crazy. I hated the whole thing. one of those. My son hated it. God hated it. God hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. It's so amazing. So entertaining. Uh, Yeah, someone sent that to me and I couldn't resist. I was like, I gotta send this to everybody. I know this is so good. (laughs) Crazy. In their defense, the New York Times, I think, also did not give... It didn't give the show a stellar review, but I don't know. I think part of it, and part of it is this guy, this guy kind of mentions it too, and I can't remember who I texted about this. I don't think it was you, but they make a point where they're like, who the hell is this Fennec Shan person, and are we going to spend any time diving into her backstory or what? And I'm like, okay, I guess if you didn't watch The Mandalorian or The Bad Batch... You actually might be a little bit in the dark about who she is and what she's about. You'll be in the dark about everything. Yeah. That would make sense of why you wouldn't get where Boba's coming from. Yeah. Okay. In my mind, I'm like, why would anyone watch this who doesn't watch Mandalorian? I didn't I didn't think about it. Yeah. I'm like, if the New York Times was just like, hey, go watch this person who reviews television, but like they didn't have that backstory, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can I can see where somebody might just be like yeah, this show's garbage. I don't know what the fuck is going on here. Like, I'm, s- you clearly missed the boat on something. So, yeah, that's, that's all right. But it was a, um, I don't know. I don't feel quite that strongly about it. I didn't like. I'm not head over heels for it, but I'm not about to like talk about how much God hates the Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> like, that's just, it's a little over the top. I hate it. My son hates it. God, God hates, hates it. it. <laughs> whoa (laughs) calm down brother okay damn yeah that's a hot damn anyway should we do some trivia yeah let's hit up the truths 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 if the head right nelly there or night truths i love saying that truths truths i'm doing trivia pursuit this week too same how um how many questions? Let's do four each. Who wants to go first? Um, you go first. My voice needs a break. Okay. Um, how many tentacles sprout from the gigantic blue head of Twi'lek's senator Ornfrita? Four. Ding ding ding. God, I got that question wrong at some point. Somebody asked me that before. It may have been you, actually. <laughs> it may have been. I wonder if I've asked you this card before. <laughs> to which camp are Queen Amidala and her handmaidens being taken? When the Jedi arrive to rescue them. 
Mm. Camp four. Yes. Damn. Nice. What is the first creature released into the Genosian execution area? The Reek. Yes. How many shots does it take the bounty hunter to destroy the droid whisking Obi-Wan Kenobi through Coruscant traffic? Repeat the question. How many shots does it take the bounty hunter to destroy the droid whisking Obi-Wan Kenobi through Coruscant traffic? Hmm. I should know this. Two? One. Oh, okay. Well done, Sam Wessel. Mm-hmm. All right. I found a prequel card. Yay. It's not all prequels, but it's a lot of prequels, so I'm going to go with this. Yeah. All right, question number one. What part of C-3PO was Jabba the Hutt's monkey lizard nibbling on during his last moments on the barge? His eye. That is correct. I almost wanted to say his neck for some reason. I was like, mm, he's not a vampire. His neck. Neck. Who reassures Padme Amidala when she admits she is afraid? Don't worry, we have R2 with us. Anakin. That's correct. Ooh, I like this question. Who mutters on Geonosis, the Jedi must not find our designs for the ultimate weapon? His name is like clickety-clack something. Um, or they speak in the clickety-clack-clack language. Shit, I know his name. I can't remember it. His name is Click-Clack in uh, Rebels. <laughs> uh, Poggle the Lesser. It is. Good job. Ooh, fuck yeah. Nice pull. Thank you. Okay, one more. Which uh, 10-year-old meets his first Jedi on Kamino? Booba Fett. Booba Fett, indeed. Right on, yes. uh, on topic. Oh my god. Good job, me. That's the card that I pulled that had a Boba Fett question on it, so yay. Yes. Good job, me. Okay. Well done, Alice. Thank you. That's the best I've ever done yeah. in a long time. I'm proud of you. You did a good job. Thank you. I'm proud of me, too. I can't believe I pulled out Poggle the Lesser. I, I am. Like, yeah. That's impressive. Well done. Uh, I didn't think you were going to pull it. Some things I just know. I just, like, I remember when he pulls it up, he's like, and there, you know, there are the subtitles. Holy shit. That was a perfect impression. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Cool. So, what to expect from our next episode? We'll have some more T-Bop talk indeed yeah you're hearing this episode the day before episode two of book of boba fett comes out so you're welcome consider yourself refreshed and ready for episode two holler uh maybe even some the fallen star depends on how far i can get into it we'll see how far alice gets i'm i'm definitely reading it again i'm excited to just start all over because fuck it's so good you guys it was so good ah it's awesome yeah okay Cool deal. Yeah. And we'll see if anything else comes up. So last but not least, our toast to Laura, what do you have? Um, I like don't really have one. I was trying to think of this yesterday because I was like, I've just been like sequestered in my room for the last four days. So I'm just like, I don't know what I have to be happy about. Um, so yeah, so I have COVID, but I started having symptoms like on Christmas Day and then like two days after that was like really bad but I couldn't get a test anywhere and so I didn't get 
a test until like the 28th. Before that, while I was like having symptoms and feeling shitty, I was like spending time in the living room, like hanging out with Rose. She's managed to not test positive at any point yet. So she's gone, I think like almost every day the last three or four days to get tested and they keep coming back negative. So I'm happy about that. And I'm grateful that my vaccine is doing what it's supposed to do because it's keeping me out of the hospital and it's keeping me off of a ventilator and it's keeping space open for people who actually need to be there for non-COVID related emergencies. So I'm happy that it's done what it's done. I got boosted in late November. So like I said, it's doing what it's doing, but this Omicron, you guys, it's real contagious. I don't know where I got it, but I'm just grateful that Rose hasn't gotten it. So, and I'm grateful that it sounds like Alice doesn't have it either. Cause I know you weren't feeling well earlier. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Howler vaccines. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I think that's a great toast, too. Thanks. Um, My toast, too, is having a safe road trip in my high school car back up to Chicago with the two dogs and having an awesome playlist from all of my, like, Napster CD spindle CDs. Um, It was a good drive. It was a lot of fun. Driving was good. And I you know, got back before snowstorm. So that's also positive. Yeah. Yeah. It's really coming down out there now. It does still look really pretty though. It looks like there's like maybe two inches on the cars outside. Oh, nice. Yeah. I can only see like, I can't see the ground. I can yeah. just see building across the way and the snow's going sideways looking. Yeah. It's, it's blowing out there. So we're in for a windy day and next snowy couple of days, which will be nice. Can't lie. It'll be interesting. Until it turns into gray, nasty slush. Yep. And then we're like, ugh, God, it's so fucking ugly. Can it snow again just to cover it? Or can it get really hot and all melt? Like, two options there. Yeah, it's inevitable, but here we are. Alrighty. Well, that is it for episode 71. Thanks for sticking with us. Hope you've enjoyed. And give us those reviews, Apple Podcast or Spotify now. Sure. And if you want to listen to or if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at Force Toast Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you want to subscribe to our show, you can find us on all of these great podcatchers, including Google Podcasts, Podcast, Podcast Addict, Simplecast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, of course, Alice mentioned Spotify, Podbean, CastBox, and Amazon Music. I, yeah, it's really, it's fun to yell in a car, like when you're really amped up on Limp Biscuit and stuff, and then you hear that and you're like, yeah, <laughs> the head right now there, Ernest. <laughs> when you're hyped up on Limp Biscuit, wow.